Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsboro, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 52, Spark Lines. Recently, I've been reading a book called Beautiful Evidence, the latest release by Edward Tufte. Tufte, once labeled by the New York Times as the Leonardo da Vinci of data, is the author of a classic series on the visual display of quantitative information. In these books, he talks about the various ways to present numerical and statistical information to a reader, and repeatedly stresses the importance of such communication as a critical part of the job of a scientist, social scientist, engineer, or anyone else who analyzes data. If data is presented in such a way that it's ignored or misunderstood, it is useless. For example, in one of his books, he talks about how the 1986 space shuttle explosion could have been prevented if the engineers had done a better job presenting their concerns about O-rings to NASA management. Common news reports tend to blame clueless management, but after all, someone's responsible for giving them a clue. I would highly recommend Tufty's books and live seminars. One of the most intriguing concepts in this latest volume is a graphing format called spark lines. The basic idea is that if you're graphing a type of data where the general concept and likely axes are well known, you should create a spark line, a tiny graph about the size of a word of text. You can then either include such graphs embedded in the text itself, or create figures which, by use of multiple spark lines, show thousands of values and provide an amazing data density compared to traditional figures. In Tufty's words, spark lines are data-intense, design-simple, word-size graphics. If you think about the vagueness of a typical English word, I think you will realize that even an unlabeled, partially defined graph is often richer in information content. Apologies to you poets out there. At first, you might wonder what Tufty's been smoking to think it's useful to create a graph the size of a word. How do you read the axes? How do you pick out a point and see the value? Well, obviously you don't. But take a minute to think about how we use graphs in real life. For example, if you're reading an article about today's stock trends, you might see a comment that Intel closed at 22, while a figure elsewhere on the page indicates the one-year or five-year history. How much detail do you really look for in the graph? If you do let your eyes wander away from the text to the other part of the page, chances are you'll take a quick glance and just get the general trend. I have difficulty recalling a recent instance where I've actually looked at a point on a graph and traced it back to the source values. Tufty provides many excellent examples where a sparkline might be especially useful. The stock values example I just mentioned is a good one. You really just want to see the trend, so why not include a sparkline next to the closing price rather than having to look for figures on the page? In medical monitoring equipment, if you need to print a record describing a patient's glucose level, why not have a sparkline next to the number so a doctor can see the recent trend at a glance? If describing a baseball team's progress over the season, why not include a win-loss record sparkline while discussing it, or show similar sparklines for the entire league on a single page? You can probably think of similar examples in your own areas of interest. Think of a sparkline as just a single, information-rich word of text and use it accordingly. So if this concept is so great, why hasn't it caught on? Sadly, I think the real answer is that our tools just aren't well adapted to this concept. Usually you have to create graphs and text in separate applications, then paste the graphics into the text. Perhaps some of you MS Word whizzes out there can do it better than I can, or maybe I'm just a moron, but somehow I never find pasting pictures into Word gets me exactly what I want. Even when the graphs are aligned and formatted properly, a slight change to the font or paragraph formatting messes them all up. And since most of us are straightjacketed into our current tool sets, 
I have the feeling things will be this way for a while. On the positive side, however, there are several applications for creating sparklines linked into the Wikipedia page, which is also referenced in the show notes, so with sufficient effort, this technique really is open to anyone. Next time you are writing a paper that requires data to be presented in a graph format, think hard about whether sparklines might serve you better than traditional graphs. I know I will. And this has been your Math Mutation for today.